You're listening to a DM podcast. Let's go on yeah, a trip. Let's go on a trip. Yeah, baby. It's not too bad. What was the question again? <laughs> okay, let's go. I'm Angela Caterns. I'm Ian Rogerson. And welcome to Suddenly Senior. This is a podcast series for those of us who've reached a certain age in life. That's right. You can join if you're not our age, but it'll be a lot more fun if you are. <laughs> so strap yourselves in, check your blood pressure, light your spliff. Pour yourself a small bevy and let's go. (laughs) (laughs) If there's one thing we've learned making this podcast, it's that a lot of people prefer to avoid the topic of ageing. But our next guest has made a living out of it. She is a gerontologist. Karen Curtis, hello. Welcome to Suddenly Senior. Thank you. It's great to be here. Technically, you are not a senior, are you? I'm 58. So you're our youngest so far. Mm, You're our junior senior. Welcome aboard, Karen. Well, thank you. I got involved in this when I was only 40. Is that right? Oh, my God. And and how do you find old people? (laughs) 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 Well, do you get used to them? They always get in the way, don't they? Well, look, I got into this because I was a health writer. and A journalist. You were a journalist. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And I got offered this opportunity to take on a magazine that had been for the aged care sector. And look, I'd been on maternity leave and I had kids and I thought, actually, this is going to be an easy gig. And actually, I found I loved it. I, I, I was interested in health, but it was much more than health. And it was much more than just aged care issues. And I kind of got really interested and I thought, there's so much wrong with aged care. So I kind of became quite passionate and launched this new magazine called Australian Ageing Agenda, which gave me this incredible helicopter view mm-hmm. of ageing. Mm-hmm. But every time I talked to people, particularly other journalists, and they'd say, oh, so what are you doing now? Well, I'm editing this magazine called Australian Ageing Agenda. And they'd go, oh, okay. Eyes glaze yeah. over, change <laughs> right. the subject. Exactly. Right. That's disappointing, isn't it, really? I mean, it's wonderful. You obviously found a passion for it, which many people just don't have. Well, I could see that there was a lot of unfairness toward older people and we're all going to be old. Yeah. It's not, you know, why, why? I could see that there were a lot of problems for older people and that really it came down to the fact that we don't like older people, which Ian goes back to your original comment, mm, do you like older people? Because <laughs> we've been... Well, I think people are scared of older people purely because they think I'm going to be there one day and I'm trying to avoid it as best I possibly can. But why do we think we have to avoid it? It's mm-hmm. because we have this idea that being old is bad mm. and being young is good, whereas in reality... People, and, and you would know this yourself, you know, you don't feel like you're a, a lesser person. You're still the same person you always were. There are good and bad things about every age, including older age. And we have to kind of think about life as a life course, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Not not kind of black and white, this is good and this is bad. It's good and bad. And, you know, like with every age, you roll with it, you learn. Yeah. Have you travelled and sort of studied Uh, various issues around ageing in different countries. I wonder if there are any that are getting it right. Look, I haven't travelled and studied in that sense. However, I have armchair travelled and studied Mm. because I've been very involved in the Australian Association of Gerontology. So you go to a conference on gerontology and you get everything. You get everything... from the world? We get everything from the world, but Mm. you also get everything from 
the way that the rest of the world um, and other parts of Australia are handling, you know, retirement income security, housing, urban planning, architecture, geography, health, um, attitudes to dementia. You know, it's absolutely across the board. Technology. Because that, that's Technology. gerontology, isn't it? It's it, You've got the bio-gerontology, you've got the socio-gerontology... The psychogeriatric. Psycho you think of anything. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a bit of a spectrum, really, isn't it? It is a spectrum. They say it's multidisciplinary. Mm. And, and that's what people don't kind of recognise. They think gerontology, they think geriatrics, which yes. is the, the medical. I must admit I did too. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's a common. Well, that's why we're having this chat. So go on. So tell, so tell us what's the difference between ger- gerontology and geriatrics. Well, geriatrics, people who are geriatricians are medical people. They have a medical degree and they've decided to specialise in the older people, mm-hmm. looking after older people, in the same way as a paediatrician is looking after children. Whereas gerontology covers the very broad spectrum. So it's the study of old age, it's the study of the process of ageing, and it's the study of the challenges that society faces in dealing with or managing or incorporating and including older people. So policies around, you know, housing, transport, urban planning. That's why it's so diverse. You can't kind of separate it out. It's, you know, there's medical stuff, but there's a whole range of things. Well, that separation that you were sort of alluding to earlier on as far as people don't really want to know about older people, you know, unless they're really in it or they're getting to know it, Mm. um, is what leads to a lot of the problems because everything isn't homogenised. You, you, you haven't got everybody together. There's this one section of society, older people, that everybody's trying to avoid in a way. Yeah, well, you know, if, you, if you're filling out a form or something, you get these gradations of, um, of age groups. <laughs> but once you get to 65, that's right, it's it becomes over. plus. You're homogenous. <laughs> you're just all the same. And in fact, I mean, that's one of the craziest things and one of the areas of policy that people are trying to change because there's a very big difference between modern 68-year-olds and 98-year-olds. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. I mean, most people these days, we're very fortunate to live in a country like we do mm. where we have pretty robust, um, you know, financial security. We have a, a good pension that's been in place for a long time. We have reasonable housing. We're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but we're doing okay. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I've lost the plot there. No, well, that happens. Don't worry about it. That's, that's <laughs> what we do. And she's not And I'm only 58. <laughs> Get used to it. And I'm not going to say that's a senior moment because that would be ages. So let me ask you what you think is the biggest issue facing, you know, ageing Australians at the moment. Look, I think the biggest challenge for everybody, and this is a real kind of message, I think, that we've got to stop catastrophizing about this this is this is not a single policy issue but we've got to as a society get our heads around the fact that we're born we're babies we're teenagers we're you know middle-aged you know there are life stages and all of them are good and we have to stop discriminating against a particular point in the life course and forgetting anything after 65 forget it you know you invisible you know not interested because a lot of those policies and the fact that we have those 65-plus numbers, etc., they come from a time 30, 50, 80 years ago mm-hmm. where people died. I mean, the, there's a reason why the age pension started at 65. It's because, yeah, you know, it was, it was a pretty good out. bet yeah. that, yeah, mm. people wouldn't be – it wouldn't be a huge impost on the budget. However, we are now living 
much longer lives. And we've got to kind of find a way to to make those useful years instead of, you know, we're not retiring, you know, after years of, you know, building bridges. I mean, some people might be, you know. Mm. But do you know what I mean? We're not, we're, we now have this opportunity to reinvent another decade or two of our lives and have purpose and passion and do all the things that we wanted to do. And as long as we have a society that ensures that, you know, our bases are covered, you know, there's not, everyone doesn't age equally. And I have to tell you that, you know, your social class, the socioeconomic background, um, all education, yeah, all yeah, of yeah, that yeah. plays into mm. it. And, you know, there's a reason why people who are well off generally live longer. It's funny, you know, you, you were talking about, you know, the age pension at 65, you were supposed to join the local bowls club have a nice couple of years after you'd finished your work and then hopefully something will take you off the picture. Um, now, you, as you say, you've got years to fill. Yeah. Is retirement probably not the right word people should be dealing with anymore? Absolutely. I mean, mm. there are a lot of people out there who want to get rid of the R word because it's antithetical. Oh, the R word. That's, yeah. that's in the show now. <laughs> it is the yeah, R word. Yeah. Well, Love a lot that. of people are saying it's not retirement. It's a transition to a new age. And look, I've just come back from a weekend of um, bush regeneration down at a place called Breadbow, down on the way to Cooma. Mm-hmm. It, it's a philanthropic thing. It's the project, the whole, the land was bought by philanthropy, basically. And all these people are down there. There was 10 of us. I was the youngest. No, I was mm. the second youngest. But there were people in their 70s and they're out there and these are people who have been bankers and partners in law firms and stuff. And they are absolutely energised. Isn't that great? And they're out there on their knees, sleeping in the wool shed on a, in a sleep. I'm not kidding. Yeah. One toilet, one shower for everybody. Um, yeah, and I thought, you know, this is what, this is what, this is not retirement. These are people who are actively lobbying. Yeah, it sounds like fun and, too. And yeah. contributing, still and making contributing, a valuable ma- and, contribution. And also recognising that they have made a contribution to, you know, the, the problems that we have with the climate mm-hmm. and um, mm. degeneration of our um, land and and they want to make up for that. So we've got to find new ways to yeah. to, to live and to have purpose because if you don't have purpose... And whether that's looking after grandchildren or... Whatever. You need something. You need a reason to get up in the morning. Are there any corporations, do you think, that are getting on board with the idea of, um, of, you know, transition replacing retirement? I wonder how the corporate and business sector can contribute to this idea. Yeah, look, there are some. I mean, I was involved with this ageism campaign, Every Age Counts, for four years and set that up. But what we found, and we were trying to kind of find some really good examples of um, corporations that were, you know, having good attitudes toward older workers and, and good progressive policies for transitioning to retirement instead of going... Nah. You should go watch out the yeah, door. Yeah, that's right. Time's up. Off your pop. Because actually... <laughs> oh, is that the time? <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it, that yeah. in a workplace you want to have the corporate memory, you want the older people who've got the history, you want younger people who've got the energy. Uh, you know, you want a cross-section of people. We found very few, is I have right? to say. It was mm-hmm. very hard. Um, and, in fact, you know, probably the more common thing is that you're finding people not getting promoted getting kind of quietly ignored yeah, until they decide slipped yeah, out the slipped door. Out the door. Uh, yeah. You know, it's an interesting 
thing, you, you know, that transition's a very important thing, but also have you found over the time, and I'd start off by saying uh, you're sick of old people yet, is there also a mindset, do you think, that older people have to get into that isn't sort of like, oh, well, you know, people can see through me, I'm not relevant anymore. Do you think there's a way that they should be changing their thinking? The older, the elderly? Definitely. The senior? Definitely. Mm. I mean, we are our own worst enemies and and that's the problem. And this, there's a whole industry built on denial. You can have injections and surgeries and all sorts of stuff to kind of keep up a pretense that you're not the chronological age that yeah. you are. And if we didn't have that attitude that ageing is bad and, you know, old is ugly and young is beautiful, and then we wouldn't be so afraid of it and we'd accept it more. So, you know, it's a hard thing. Mm-hmm. It's a very hard thing to get your head around. But I don't know, you just got to embrace it. You've got to say this is a relevant, good life stage because if you embrace it, and you might have heard this figure before, but people who have a positive attitude to ageing uh, live on average seven and a half years longer. Beauty. Right? With better quality of life. And that, that was a World Health Organisation meta-analysis. And that's a whole just lot attitude alone. Uh, people who had a positive attitude, there were a range of different mm. measures mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it was a, a study that gathered together a whole lot of other studies, like a meta-analysis. But... Um, yeah, it was very, very clear, and it was uh, um, it's Yale University, mm-hmm. so with the World Health Organization, wow. so it's good. Yeah, that is amazing. And so, Karen, are you looking forward to to becoming a senior? I tell you what, I'm looking forward to um, changing pace a bit and being able to focus on doing some stuff that I want to do, as opposed to just yeah. working all the time. Um, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to having grandchildren. You know, whether so that happens. You, you give them back afterwards that's too, right. don't you? That's yeah, right. How fabulous <laughs> would that be? Um, and I'm, yeah, look, and I've, I've got a big list. I'm one of those people that has a huge list of stuff I want to do. And, oh, and, you know, work gets in the way. So, Well, but, the amazing thing is you've done all the research. You're more researched than anybody else cresting into the senior age. I, I do feel very knowledgeable yes, about very it. very well equipped. Yeah. I'm always pulling people up, you know, say, don't buy that house. Too many stairs. If something happens, you won't be. <laughs> <laughs> but is, so is there anything that you fear or, or dread about getting older? Well, I think everyone fears losing independence, um, loss of mobility, dementia. Most people, you know what, most people actually die at home without going into a nursing home. So stop worrying about being in a nursing home. That's a great point. Is that true? It is true. It is true. The, The older you are, the more likely you are. But then, you know, the average length of time, I think, in a nursing home at the moment is something like nine months you know, in the last few years, it's been under two years mm-hmm. because people only ever do that, you know, when, when, when they require on, yeah. nursing care, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. So most people are at home. We've got, you know, increasingly good support services. You have to accept support services. You have to not deny them. Yeah. Take them on. Take, you know, if someone's going to offer to help you with the sh- shopping, do it because then you can get the shopping done on your own as opposed to, you know. Mm. That's attitude again, isn't it? It's attitude, mm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's a strange one when you start uh, sort of delving into the world of the senior, uh, your average senior. You start to realise that all the worry you have, and I think that's a great point you make earlier about not going to a retirement home, or a lot of people don't end up going to retirement homes or nursing homes or nursing yeah. homes. Yeah. Um, you're going to be people worry about how am I going to pay for everything? Apparently, your biggest um, medical expenses in your life 
are usually spent in the last couple of months of it. Yes, that's right. And look, you know, the, the slightly controversial area, but if mm. you're, you know, you can in most states now, um, you know, everybody should have an advanced care directive and uh, that's a really important thing to do so that if you become unwell in a way mm. where yeah. you can't make decisions for yourself, you need to be very, very clear because you don't actually have to spend those, you don't have to have massive interventions, you know, I don't know how other people feel differently, I know, but I'm kind of acknowledging that there will be a time I'm going to die. We all mm. die. We're yeah. all dying. Yeah. <laughs> we're all dying from the minute we're born. And, you know, you can make a decision about that. You do have some control over that, ideally. You know, mm. we have a, a good health service. So I want mm-hmm. the full Viking funeral. I want to have a lot of loud music and, yeah. and you know, the drugs of my choice, please. And yeah. start planning it now. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, book, book the venue. Let's <laughs> yeah, yeah, book the venue, yeah, book Josh. Book the venue, write the speeches, <laughs> yeah, get, no, get the, get the soundtrack organised. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now we've depressed ourselves completely. I it's not depressing. T- it's not depressing, really, is so, it? So, Karen, I wanted to ask you, what, what's the right terminology to use here? I mean, is is senior is good? Should we Are we allowed to say elderly or old people? Mm. What, what, well. what are the politics around this language? <laughs> Look, it's... Really controversial, actually. People have quite strong attitudes. I say older people. I would never say the elderly. Yeah. Because the elderly is like saying the youth or oh, right. the yeah. women. Yeah. You know, it's it's very sweeping. Mm-hmm. And, you know, older people are as diverse, if not more diverse, because they've had many more experiences than anyone else. Older people are so diverse, mm-hmm. even within cultures and, you mm. know, super diverse so you know you can't kind of say oh this is what the elderly are like uh, because they're all different yeah um what was the question again yeah what's oh, the, yes, term? the, the, language. Language. So, the terminology <laughs> so uh, you that's know the second one that's the second one yeah i've seen my hard drive's quite full <laughs> but the word seniors a lot of people like mm. and i know that's the title of the podcast but then you know I mean, I'm not a huge fan of that word because it's sort of, it's become kind of a bit hokey uh, and also it kind of implies that it's a higher order. Yes. That was what I That's was thinking That's why about. we like it. I liked it too. <laughs> See, I like to think of everyone being equal. Yeah. What about elders? Yeah, but I think... Do we and like elders? elders is controversial from the point of view of a lot of... Um, First Nations yeah, people. Yeah, First Nations people right, right, all over course, the world yeah, yeah, who... Yeah. Ha- mm-hmm. There is a mm-hmm. particular meaning associated so with being an elder. Then? I just say older people. Older people. And Ashton Applewhite, um, who I would encourage people to listen to her TED Talk, it's very good on um, ending ageism. But she has, it hasn't taken off, unfortunately, but she is very strongly of the mind that we call people youngers and olders. Nice. Youngers and olders. That's lovely. So, uh, and that kind of, you know, it covers the spectrum Mm -hmm. then. So Mm. you you haven't got old and young, you know, because where do you draw lines? Yeah, that's true. There are no lines. It's hard. I think we're sticking with suddenly senior, though, because suddenly older. Mm. It hasn't got the same ring. No, it hasn't. And also, you, you you can use it slightly ironically. You know, well, I'm a senior. How did that I happen? can get a senior's car. <laughs> yeah, Karen, I wanted to ask you: Do you have a favourite older person? You mentioned Ashton Applewhite, who are, who I'm going to check out on mm. YouTube. But I just wondered if there's anybody who you see as a wonderful example of of an older. Mm. Mm. Well, look, there's a guy called um, Mike Rungy who I met many years ago, like probably nearly 20 years ago, who used to be the CEO of an aged care group in South Australia. And 
he was so impressive because he was so he was different to everybody else very smart and his whole raison d'etre in his job was to make aging better the people had to have a good life mm-hmm. regardless of any impairment that they had and he kind of was quite transformative what about personally anybody in your family for instance or a neighbor or someone who who or impresses you as an older pod, person pod, podcast host or you know yeah. really yeah anybody. well <laughs> actually the someone you interviewed Anne Ring. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Anne's wonderful. great. Yeah, so I met Anne about five or six years ago and uh, I admire her enormously. She just ignores age and we I, we have lunch, you know, every six months or so or even more frequently, a few times a year, and I really look forward to those How nice. times. Yeah. yeah, I think she's fantastic. And she's just written a book, hasn't she? Don't ask me what it is. I could probably find it. No, no, but she she mentioned it on the podcast. Yeah, she yes. did. Mm. Yeah, she did. Okay. Go back and listen to episode... Blah, blah. Blah, blah. <laughs> Insert episode number here. And so just tell us, um, Karen, what are you working on at the moment? Are there any exciting projects or stories in the pipeline that we could keep an eye on? Well, um, I'm looking at a couple of roles. Um, I figure I've got one big job left yeah. back in me. Mm-hmm. In this, working in this space? Absolutely in this space. So everything I do is in this space. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I've always worked for about the last 20 years. Mm. Are you the youngest person working in this space, as we keep saying? Uh, you know, it- Look, I'm not, actually. You know, Are you? Yeah, I've been talking to um, some journalists in South Australia that do a couple of mastheads in this area. Mm-hmm. And... They're much younger. I mean, I had an editorial meeting and met some of them the other day and they were like pretty much straight out of uni. They've done a bit of regional journalism and now they're people in their 20s and the the bosses are kind of in their 40s, I guess. Mm. But look, I think there's a lot more interest. Well, it's all about getting awareness going, isn't it, really? Mm. That's That's what makes it work. Yeah, that makes me feel very positive. Thank you, Karen. I think there's, there's a lot to be positive about. Excellent. Don't let anyone tell you that it's all bad, because it's not. Great. Well, you've turned me around, I'll say that much. Uh, Karen Curtis, what a pleasure it is having you here. Thank and you. Thanks very much for coming and hanging out with us. Yeah, thanks, Karen. All the best. Thank you. Please like and also subscribe. Thank you for listening. I'm Angela Caterns. I'm Ian Rogerson. Leave a comment, as long as it's nice. <laughs> if it's not, That's right. fuck off. <laughs> yes. See you next time, Ange. Bye. And I want wine with my meds. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>